Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Thursday, Thursday, July 7th uh, on, on, on the calendar. Dog days of summer. I'm going to get some seasonal allergies. So maybe uh, this show will be, be short today. I got a, got a tickle in my throat. I got some some buildup or whatever. So uh, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to talk for. So maybe not the full hour. We'll see what's going on. Depends on depends on what you guys want to talk about in the chat. I see you guys in the YouTube chat. Give me those thummy thumbs. Give me those thummy thumbs. It helps me out in early in the morning. It, it solves it solves my uh, my nasal decongestion and everything. It'll help me out. Okay, subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Hit the notification bell. Good morning, Suki Singh, as usual. Brian C, card fan. You got something you want to talk about? You got questions? Put in the chat. I don't know. I don't know how how much I'm going to be able to do uh, this morning. Because uh, there's not that much to talk about. Well, we'll be doing uh, MMA tomorrow. So uh, if, uh, if if you want to if you want to get all the premium stuff for MMA, we got the projections, we got ownership, we got the expert survey, we got we we typically the MMA grounded pound podcast is now is now longer, and my it has my DFS analysis, it has Liam's fight analysis, Mike's there with a little bit of both, and uh, that's that's premium. That's about it. We typically do almost two hours. It's twelve fights. And no matter how many fights there are, it typically is a two-hour show. But that's only for premium members. So sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. You get everything, right? Combo package gets you MLB, gets you MMA, gets you everything, gets you lineup HQ, which, I mean, I think that's worth the price of admission by itself. So click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. Uh, but yesterday, yesterday the Dodgers uh, the Dodgers kind of didn't get there. They kind They really didn't get there. Who would have expected Jose Urena to pitch a two-hitter or something through like six or seven innings? I didn't. Uh, and then uh, then the Yankees uh, had no runs through five innings and then scored a million. And especially when Josh Van Meter comes out uh, and, and a position player pitching in the ninth inning uh, gives up a couple of home runs, right? If, you, if your stack didn't get there by then, right? Even Aaron Hicks, who wasn't, didn't even start the game, he got a grand slam. Judge got a grand slam. Stan got a home run. He's an even uh Kiner Falefa. He he had a big game, right? So if you didn't have the Yankees yesterday, you were you were you were pretty much dead. Um, but uh, in the in the one twenty one yesterday, I mean, I did I cashed. I came in fifty fourth, right? I I play I played a raise stack again, uh, and but I also played the Dodgers with them, right? So I still played Betts, Freeman, Justin Turner. Look look how how owned. Freeman and Betts are in this contest. 51%, 42%. What was it? Was an eight-game slate yesterday? Look how own they were. Uh, but, uh, but the Rays really weren't. And uh, the popular combination was Nola and Javier. And if you were to go cheap, I mean, uh, Brian Bello or Bayo, whatever, the Red Sox, like, rookie pitcher making his major league debut, he was only 5000 on uh, DraftKings, he was like 39% owned. I could probably find someone that had, let's see. Do we have, yeah, here's about, yeah, Bellow. 39%, 39.9, almost 40% owned, right? Javier was 66% owned. So I thought that's a, that's a good, that's a good option. The Rays projected well against Bayo. Bayo projected well for 5,000. So like if you were paying up, 
for like I could see here in this type of lineup. You're you're trying to play the Phillies plus the Dodgers. Yeah, you need something like Bayo. But I don't necessarily eat all of this ownership to do so. So like in my lineup, like I just stacked against him and then played Max Freed. Because I, I mean, because I just paid the two the two highest priced pitchers, right? You lose some ownership here, and then you play the leverage stack against the SP two that's going to be popular. And Josh Lowe was only two thousand leading off, so I mean, he he was going to be somewhat owned. But I mean, pretty much the rest of the Rays weren't, right? Eight percent for Mejia, eight percent for Walls, eight percent Wander Franco, four percent of Rosarino with the home run. I mean, other than the fact that Freeman and Betts didn't get there, and the Yankees obviously destroyed. So I was looking to like, oh, Freeman gets 17 and Turner gets uh, 20, Betts gets 20. You know, I got, I got a shot, right? 100, but no. First place in this contest was obviously a Yankee stack. You didn't, Schwarber hit two home runs yesterday and you didn't even need him. You didn't need him, right? Javier Nola. So, I mean, look, it didn't, it's not like even the two best pitchers, but then you have, you have the Yankees, right? 4% Higgs. 8% Torres, which, you know, I mean, 12 is whatever. Donaldson with the home run at 2.8% owned. Judge with the grand slam, right? 35. Gallo had a home run, 20 points. And he still had a Rosarina in there. So, yeah, so this was a, this was a 5-2-1 with Mancini over here. Still with the two chalkiest pitchers. That one. All right, we go to the, the second place lineup. All right, we still get what like, Judge, IKF. LeMahieu, Carpenter, so four-man. Josiah Gray had a great game. He was barely owned against the Phillies. He had 11, what, 11 strikeouts? Still didn't get there, though, right? It's kind of a little bit messy, right? Alvarez, Bregman, kind of a 4-2. There's a 1 there. There's a whatever. His brick 75. Here's a Gallo, Judge, LeMahieu, Torres, Higgs. Right, with Nola and Bayo, and then Hoskins, Seeger, and Schwarber. He has five, two, one. Right. If it, as long as Bay if Bayo would have just pitched a little bit better, could have won with this. Right. You needed the Yankees yesterday. I mean, essentially. I mean, this was kind of the nut combo, right? Judge and Swar Schwarber together in the outfield. I don't know if any shortstop did well. Did any shortstop did do well? Was IKF? Yeah, I, well, IKF, I guess. Yeah, he's he's shortstop eligible. We go down over here. I mean, you're just going to see, you're going to see pretty much all, it's all Yankee stacks. And Judge was only 11% owned. I mean, he was also 6,100. So you need the Yankees. I mean, it's, it's pretty straightforward. You needed the Yankees yesterday against Mitch Keller. And it didn't really matter what the pitchers. I mean, like, that's what... Like in this 121, there's 459 entries. You don't have to be perfect, right? If we go to, to results DB for like the large field, the relay throw from yesterday, even there, you didn't even have to be perfect. Look, Javier was in the winning lineup. Javier Severino. Still the Yankees, Yankees Rays, right? With the Rosarina, Yandy Diaz, and G-Man Choi. 207.15. But look, the winning lineup of the 121, 166. Right, there's a much bigger difference between a 459 entry contest and a 19,607 entry contest. You don't have to be you don't have to be perfect in this 121, especially when the ownership is going to be that condensed. 
because we saw like bets and what bets was 51 percent. i mean what, what was what was he here 30 percent owned okay so in the large field Mookie bets was 30 percent owned freeman was 24 percent owned in the 121 bets was 51 percent owned and freeman was 42 percent owned Max Muncie, 30%. He had zero. I don't even see. What, what is his ownership in the 121? I'm not even sure. Let's go down to the bottom and see if we can find anyone with Muncie. 51%. Half the lineups in this contest were playing some form of the Dodgers. Half. Not a third, right? And the results in, 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 uh, in the large field, yeah, okay, you get uh, a 30% on bets, a 30% on Muncie. A 30, 24% on Freeman. Yes. They're they're the most owned players. Sure. Yeah, I get it. But still that combines to like how well how many how many uh Dodger combinations are there in large field? Um, a third a third of the lineups. 30% of the lineups, 25% of the lineups. So fading the, the Dodgers in large field, I mean there's there's more lineups you're competing against. There's more people are willing to, to not play the chalkiest players. But in the small field stuff, 459, you know how much leverage you get by not playing the Dodgers? And I don't even need that. And the thing is, is that how much do you need? I mean, they projected so much better than everyone else. That even in my lineup, like once I didn't play Javier, once I didn't play Javier and, and I was playing the, the, the race stack, like what, what else do I need to do? I don't need to do anything else. So if I do get a Freeman or a Mets in my lineup, what am I gonna, what are, they're the best projected players. I don't need to score 207 points. 166 would have been fine on this slate. And I got a better pit right. 7% on Max Reed, scored 21 points. And that was pretty good for pitcher yesterday. So that was my day yesterday on DraftKings. Made money on DraftKings, bombed totally on FanDuel. Bombed. I didn't. I didn't have Schwarber. Didn't. Didn't have Schwarber. Schwarber was like thirty something percent owned on Fanduel or something ridiculous owned on Fanduel for some odd reason. It's not like he was unowned. Like if we take a look here in the large field, like Schwarber was what eighteen percent owned. But a lot of the the, the three mans, five mans type of things, someone had Schwarber or two people had Schwarber. I didn't. Take a look at some lineups up here. Whistles, right? Whistle. Look, look how much. Look how much. Look, look how much uh, exposure whistles had to uh, the Yankees. A lot. A lot. If we go to let's see, compare exposures. A bunch of people. Let's take a look at like Aaron Judge. Yeah, I mean, whistles was kind of the standout. He played at just a ton of the Yankees. Everyone else was kind of like, okay, they're there. They're, yeah, I guess some. All right, Matt, you can tell by Matt Carpenter. 84%. I don't know. Spread out more a pitcher. Barely played any Max Muncy. Barely played any Jordan Alvarez or Schwarber. Right, barely played any Schwarber and still had all the Yankees. And even but doing so, his ROI was only three thousand dollars in this contest, which is good. Which is good. 
And most of the time, you get 95% of people lose, right? So even with 150 lineups, right? He's coming. What are you coming? He didn't even come. He didn't even come in that that high. Like I'm gonna take a look. Where, where was the? He probably just cashed a lot of lineups. See, whistles. Yeah, 36, 54. Right, just yeah, yeah. Obviously, with with the Yankees, you're just gonna cash a lot of lineups. So even though his highest lineup was only 36th place, he was uh, he was the fourth highest ROI player on the slate. User. I was like Garns two twenty two. I mean, he won the fifty thousand, and yeah, I mean the top three makes sense because they're in they're in the top three, right? Garns, St. Gray, Locks is here, right? So you can understand that they win the most amount of money. It's odd that Whistles won the fourth most just by obviously playing. When you play ninety five percent Joey Gallo and he hits and he hits a home run. You're going to do pretty well. Yeah, when you have uh, uh, 69% of a Grand Slam and 65% of this home run, actually, Matt Carpenter kind of held him back, if anything. I don't know. Typically, I don't see whistles making, you know, these dramatic type of stands or whatever. Typically, he's a little bit more spread out. Brian C. said, I just crossed off the Dodgers entirely. Got to get different. You can do that. But if you crossed out the Dodgers, more, li- more likely than not, you're playing at least one of the chalkier pitchers, the better projected pitchers. It was kind of hard to get rid of the, the Dodgers projected so well yesterday because their their team total was hovering around six. It was so far, far higher than everyone else's. And their pricing wasn't, they weren't that expensive as they, as they should be. Will Smith wasn't in the lineup, so that opened up some value if you want to play Jake Lamb or something. So from a projection standpoint, yes, if you crossed out the Dodgers, that's fine. But that that doesn't mean you you have to raise your projection somehow. Most likely you were playing Nola or Javier or Severino or Bayo at, at, at 5,000. It didn't work out. But that was yesterday. I don't, know, guys, I don't know what you guys want to talk about today. I really have nothing to talk about. Okay, review yesterday. Take a look at today a little, I guess. Dylan, is it Dylan Cease Day? It's Dylan Cease and Spencer Strider Day. They're the top two pitchers. Well, eight and a half strikeout prop on Dylan Cease against the what, the Tigers. Okay, that's going to be kind of chalky, I guess. So we take a look at some of the totals here. Well, some of them are not. Some of them are not in. The Dodgers still with the highest total, probably. Yeah, there you go. Colorado, Arizona. That is a pretty high total. Let me reload this. Like I said, it's going to be a short show with you guys uh, contributing in the in the YouTube chat. I'm just looking through. I'm just looking through, getting getting the getting the scope of tonight's slate, which I'm I don't even think I'm going to play because typically we record the uh, the MMA uh, ground and pound, the premium podcast here at Roto Grinders, like during lock. Like I, what is this a seven o'clock slate? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll probably be in the middle of a recording at this point. So probably won't play, but maybe, maybe I will. I don't know. I have to see. See when we're recording. The, the time changes all the time. 
So we will see. Defic asks dumb question. I'm sorry. Okay, at least at least you're apologizing for the dumb question, which I haven't even read yet. At least you're apologizing. In a vacuum, if you run the optimal lineup with no settings, is that the highest EV lineup? No. You need other variables in order to determine what 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 a plus EV lineup is. It's in comparison to other lineups, depending on the contest that you're playing. Also, we have to agree that the projections are accurate, right? We could all agree that the projections are the most accurate you can possibly make them or whatever. Running the optimal lineup would be the highest EV lineup against a single lineup. That's a better way to put it. So, like, if we ran the bat projections right now, Strider, Cease, Raleigh, Chavis, like this lineup as a whole, theoretically, with the highest median projection, assuming these are normal distributions also, we have to, I have to put a technicality behind there. This would be the highest expected value lineup against one other lineup. That's all that's all that is against one other lineup. Your goal is the 50th percentile. This would be the one with the highest chance of giving you a 50th percentile outcome. Which against a single other lineup like that I'm talking about a head to head would be the highest EV lineup that that you could possibly make in comparison to any other lineup. Now the second best lineup, the second optimal is so close that if you played the first optimal against the second optimal, you'll win 50.0001% of the time. So it's it's, slight, it's slightly better. But this lineup against the lineup that projects eight points lower will win 68% of the time or something. But, but no one could build, assuming the projections are accurate, no one could build a better median lineup than you which is useful in situations where you have to beat one lineup where your concern is getting in the 50th percentile range. So that would be head-to-head 50-50s, double-ups, I guess, to some extent. So yes, against other lineups in those types of contests. Once you get outside of those types of contests, then the, the EV of this lineup starts going down. In a large field GPP, the EV of this lineup would be probably be negative in the long run. You'd probably cash a lot of times, but probably by the end, you'd probably be negative, negative a couple of percent. You'll bleed to the rake of this type of lineup. You're not going to, you're rarely ever going to win. You're more likely you're going to, you're playing a lineup that is less correlated and more owned. High projected. You'll get a lot of 50th to 55th percentile outcomes, but you're probably not going to get your whole lineup as a 99th percentile outcome and then still be able to differentiate yourself from other people. So the EV of this lineup is going to be negative in large field GPPs. Brian C says, I too have a dumb question. Oh, we got the dumb questions today. Can you show how to upload lineups from Roto-Grinders after the build straight to DK? Just do that in Excel. I don't, can I show how to upload? All you have to do is 
Like I, I haven't entered contests, so I, I don't. I mean, let me, do I have an old? Let me delete these. Do I have old? Do I have an old contest file? Let's see. Let's see. So I haven't entered. Oh, I'll, I can do it for MMA. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's do it for because I have entered MMA contests. We have tutorials on this that they're free on YouTube. You could literally search for them, and they're on the Roto Grinders site. Okay, so if I go to where's DraftKings, if I go to where's uh, lineups, you always do it by hand and encounter problems. I don't know if I I don't know how you would encounter problems. So you you'd first do. So here you go. You go into your edit entry screen. You got entry slash upload screen and download your entries. And download. I get dkentries.csv. Okay, I open that up. I'll probably have to share my my window in order to show you this. Okay. So let me change my share settings. Share window share. Steve could put it back up. Okay. So you get this file. He's right. And these are all your entries. Now, obviously, I have some entries that are not. These are my cash or three three max entries. I mean, I could just get rid of them if I want. Right. So here, here I have my 50 entries that I currently have into the UFC contest. Right. The large field contest. And they all have a dummy lineup in there. Right. So I created a lineup first and then I entered it 50 times. So at least I have something here. Okay. So I have this file right here, the DK entries file. And then I go, I go to here. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. These aren't the lineups I obviously make. But let's go and build fifty lineups. Just so we build something, right? You build the fifty lineups. Okay. Hey, I got my lineups. Whatever. You press the export button. Right. I don't. I don't know if I could go. I'll show you. So when you go and you build it and do your lineups and you press the export button, you'll get another you'll get another file. The whatever DraftKings MMA twenty twenty two whatever the name of the CSV. Okay. So you get another one and this one. Of course, I can't. They don't make it on, on StreamYard that you could just switch between windows so easily. Can we put it up? Can we just put it my entire screen? Am I, do I have anything that's sensitive here or anything? Let me move that over there. Let's see. Is that is that going to work out? I don't know. Yeah, because you also see you also see my StreamYard screen, and that's not going to work. 
This is the reason why you should just probably watch the tutorial because it's 27 seconds long and it's easy as hell. Okay. We'll put that back up. So basically I got another file that has all the lineups from lineup HQ and it just has those six columns in it. So you just cut and paste those six columns, right? You see here, I put it right on the F, cut and paste. There you go. So all my lineups are now cut and paste over on this file. And you save this. And then you upload it, upload. Let me go back, share, window. Steve could put it back up on the screen. And you just... Once you save that file, then you just upload it to CSV. I mean, it's not, I don't know. Typically, I will, I, I don't do tutorials on how to do this because it's, I don't know. I don't see how why it's difficult to do. And if you go on YouTube, you could find probably 700 tutorials on this. And I say it that way. Understand that I say it that way. Understand why my attitude the way it is. What was so hard? I'm going to do this. Okay, so I'm going, I'm going to YouTube right now. How to upload lineups to DraftKings. I don't know. Here you go. It's literally the first video. And then you got you get even other people. I mean, right. This other, right? Entering editing lineups to CSV. I mean, this is not even our site that you could find ever, but our, our video is number one. There you go, and there you go. It, it's a it's a, it's a two-minute tutorial. Like what, what prevented you from doing that? Like, that's the thing that doesn't understand. That these are the types of things that I don't understand about the general public. And that's why I get, I get high attitudes. How do you do this? Well, what did you type literally what you wanted to do into Google? You know that why wouldn't there be an explanation? You think you're the only one that has ever had that question? Well, why don't you look? <sighs> Timothy McNally, just curious because you're brand new to DFS. What's the benefit of creating so many line lines, lineups, unless you're rich? Because they're all profitable lineups. If I, to if I told you that there's a raffle, right, some type of raffle, where every dollar you put in, you get $5 back on average, right? Even though it's a big raffle, right? They're only, they're going to pull a ball or whatever or something, and there's 10,000 balls in there or something. But what they're going to pull, they're going to, like, you... For every dollar you spend, you should expect to get $5 back. Why wouldn't you buy as many, many raffle tickets as possible? Why wouldn't you? As long as you know that each of them are worth that much. So that would be the reason. Deepik asks about Utica running a 20 train, 20% or 30% of the time. I'm assuming he ran at a time. I don't know. You have to ask him. On the four seamer, probably, probably he's just he just plays one lineup and he just runs twenty and 
And he ran out of time. He's he's typically playing all slates, all sites, all everything. If you see, if you see some sharp player that played 150 trains somewhere on Yahoo or something, it's it's because they just never got to it. There's only so much they could do at once. So that's typically the reason. There's no there's no strategic reason to do it. It's I have 20 entries into this contest. And oh my God, there's only two minutes left and I still have 16 other things to do. Maybe the 20 entries into the, the $3.20 max aren't the priority when you have uh, $87,000 worth of volume on the slate. That's typically the reason. Let's see. Do-do-do. Let me get some trolls in the chat. And Eric Johnson says, you could always tell a newbie when they use lines instead of the lineups. Of course. Right, Antonio Jones says, I don't deserve to be live because no one was winning, other than me, obviously. Right. Right, I'm I'm the only winner. It, but of course, it's someone that doesn't follow me and has never actually seen my rotor tracker. Uh, and yes, I accept a smart questions. If you have stupid questions, I'm going to treat you stupidly. Yes, that would be true. I did show you how to upload lineups to, to DraftKings. The question is how I could help you further. This is, this is how I'm going to help you. Okay. The best, the best way to help yourself okay, is by having cognitive thinking skills. So for instance, like I have a course here, obviously you could take, how to think like a professional DFS player, 15 hour audio masterclass. You could find this information is not new, okay? None of this information is new. I didn't make up any of this. The statistics, the, the concepts of math and statistics and probability have been around for Hundreds of years, right? And we have this thing called Google. So if you want to learn how to do anything, boy, you live you live in a beautiful time. It's 2022. And you want to learn how to do something? Almost everything that has ever been done in the history of humankind, you could learn how to do just through a Google search box. So if I wanted to, how to upload lineups to DraftKings. I, that's what, this is what I don't understand. That like, you would have to explain this to me. I'm saying this genuinely. I'm not, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I don't understand why, why you can't do this. Like it's it's unfat like it is literally unfathomable to me. Like like that's that's that that's why it's it's hard for me. It's 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 literally hard for me to understand. My brain can't process it. I can't understand how you don't do this. It's like you're in you're in if someone in if my wife said I'm hungry and I go, well, just eat something. 
You know, well, I don't know how to eat food. It's like, it's like asking questions like that. So it's like, if there's anything you ever wanted to learn how to do, there is some, there, there's information available. Who is, who, who is pitching for the Dodgers today? Here you go. Dodgers probable pitchers. Like who, of course you could, you could, I could look. Who's projected to pitch for the Dodgers? Tony Gonzalez. Okay. Like, why would I ask anyone that? Like, I have Google. I have the internet. Like, what would be the purpose of that? If you wanted to know, if I wanted to know uh, what's the weather, like, what's the weather? I mean, we have a weather report, so, I mean, I could even just go. Right? We have a, we have a weather report on Roto-Grinders. Right? I go to MLB, weather report. Right? We have a starting lineups page. It's like, oh, Atlanta. Oh, look, Atlanta yellow. Oh, God made it yellow. Right? He gives us a little weather report because he's a meteorologist. But it's like, oh, I want to see well, what's the what's the weather in Atlanta? What's is the weather it's the weather is it gonna rain in Atlanta today? I mean, I could just literally type that is it going to rain in Atlanta? Rain in Atlanta. I can see. I can go. I can go. There's this radar. There's everywhere. Is it, does it supposed to rain? Does it? I don't know. Thursday, I can take a look here. Like, this is the stuff that I don't understand. Like, I'm someone that doesn't ask many questions. Like, if, if, I, if I ask a question, it's because I've probably spent at least at least 40 hours looking for it. And obviously it's obviously it's never been answered because there's no there's no chance I would ask a question that I could find myself. So like that's 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 where the background comes from. I'm trying to explain my psyche. So when when you get when you feel like I'm being condescending, that's where it's coming from. It's coming from I don't understand how you did not find this because this is an easy answer to find. And 99 plus percent of it is easy to find. Now, there's a difference between I found the answer and I don't understand what they're talking about. Can you break it down for me? Okay, that, that's a little bit different. The approach to that, that is a little, I can understand and be like, yeah, I, 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 watched, I watched 84 videos on expected value. I read the equivalent of four books on expected value. I listened to 17 hours of podcast and I still don't get it. Can you, can you, can you break it down for me? I'm, I'm here. I'll dude, I'll spend as long as you want. But when I hear people that are like, can you explain it to me? And it's like, well, have you looked up these concepts online? No, I haven't, haven't looked. I haven't even bothered any of this. I haven't bothered. That's, and that's how much you want to solve your problem. You haven't even bothered to Google it. Alex Santi says some people aren't visual learners. Arl and kinesthetic learners need to ask more questions. I guess so. But wouldn't you look it up? Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, wouldn't you look it up? 
Like, how, how did I learn this? I learned this by reading and looking and experimenting and looking everything up. If I want to try to know something, I just look it up. I'm never asking anyone for it because what, how, how much stuff is, is there to ask about? Everything is online. But people leave because of it. Defect asks, who's the best pickup for today? Okay, no. Okay, just kidding. Do you use randomness in your process? And is it for Sims only up front or use it to pick lineups as well? No, I don't use any randomness. You could use randomness. It's a simulation of variance. But whether or not I use randomness or, you, or, or not should have no effect on your process whatsoever. All randomness does is either create diversification or simulate variance. Do you need to? Does your process involve already diversifying your lineups? No. Then you, do you need uh, randomness? So if I were to create lineups here in lineup HQ, sometimes I sometimes I use randomness. These settings, when I build 150 lineups, will be different every single day, literally every single day. Sometimes my range of outcomes on pitchers is 40%, which is really high. Sometimes it's zero. Sometimes my team level randomness is 10%. Sometimes it's zero. Sometimes it's five. Sometimes it's 17. My hitter range of outcomes could be different. My I may be using true range randomness. I'm only using these settings to, to produce the lineups that I want it to build. And typically the randomness stuff is like last resort type of things. Like, dude, I'm trying to create 100, like an MMA. There's, there's a good one. An MMA. I'm building lineups and I'm setting, I'm setting, eliminating certain combos and I'm still getting like, like so many lineups that look alike to each other. Even with like two uniques. It's like, now these, I'm still getting like these three fighters in like every single lineup. And how do I separate them a little bit more? And I see, it's like, well, I have to play a little bit more of that guy. I have to play a little less of that person. But have to, to, to have that all balance out manually is really tough to do. So sometimes it's a matter of like, let me see if I just add 10% randomness, will it just kind of like solve that diversification issue for me? And then I'd run and see what happens. Sometimes, sometimes you look at it and you go, okay, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Right. Then you get a lot of crap, but sometimes it works. Right. So you go in and you say, uh, I'm going to up the projection variance to, you know, 10, 15%. And see if my lineups, even though I've eliminated the combos in my player groups, the lineups are a little bit more diverse. Does Do they have to be diverse? No, they don't. The lineups were fine the way they were before. But I have, if I have 100 lineups and 90 of them have the same three fighters in it, or a lot of them have the same three combinations, it's like, well, if one of those three loses, well, I, I like bombed all my lineups. Even though I had 40% of each, but they're all like kind of stuck together. So if I want to be more diversified, then maybe I'd use, I'd use randomness. That they wouldn't all be stuck. To, they're probably all stuck together because they probably all project well for their ownership. So the, the lineup builder is trying to make those types of lineups for me. And those lineups are great. But how many of those types of lineups do I really want to play? I could play 150 of them if I want, but I just understand that if one of them loses, you're dead. Right? You'll live minus 95% on the day. 
which is fine. You have the bankroll to survive that. You don't mind those swings. That's fine. Okay, Doug. What I would what I would highly suggest is that if you search on YouTube for the Roto Grinders pregame show, I've done about two hundred and fifty of these, and I've answered most of these questions. So I mean, you could just you could you could you could watch those, right? I've answered those questions many times in different ways, right? And questions like that, like with the randomness, that I think that's a valid question, right? When do you when do you use randomness as a concept? Like you could utilize it more if needed. What does it do? Okay, it's viable. But I talk about that and a lot more in the uh, Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. 15-hour audio DFS masterclass. Theoryofdfs.com. I'm telling you where the answers are. Here, here are the answers. You're not a one-stop place. You don't want to watch 300 hours of content. Listen to 15 hours of content. Theoryofdfs.com. Just like if you want to know the weather, today, you go to the weather page on Roto-Grinders. You want the starting lineups? We have a starting lineups page. We have so much stuff here at Roto-Grinders. Literally answers all your questions about today's slate. We have all the content. Who are the plays? Who are the picks? Who are the whatever? We got, you know, all the player tags from all of our experts. Right? We got all the player tags. We got Grinders Live later today. We got Crunch Time later today. On YouTube, hit the notification bell. <coughs> if you want to know the, the 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 pitch counts and the and the the if what happened, uh, how many times is this guy batted this way in this park and whatever? All, that's all in plate IQ. You can look that all up. We have that all at Rotogrinders. If you're a Rotogrinders premium member, you could literally look it all up. Right? There's obviously stuff on fan graphs you could probably look up also. Right? If it, if you like their format, but we have all, we have Vegas odds. We have uh, player projections, line of HQ, the expert rankings, projected ownership. We have the results DV, like I showed you before, result, all the results for all the contests for the, till before the end of time, all the information's there. The thing is that you have to actually look for it, right? You go, oh, I, I have a question. I have, a, this is interesting. Did whatever, whatever. Whatever the question is, and then you could probably find the answer. All you have to do is take about, I don't know, eight seconds to look for it. Or you could come here, right? Instead of eight seconds, you're gonna you're gonna ask ask the question to someone, be like, you know, you know, I didn't feel like utilizing the eight seconds, so I'm just gonna bog everyone else down with the questions that that 90% of the audience already knows. And have this person explain it to me because I didn't bother looking for eight seconds. Because I'm the center of the universe. That's how I see it. But I don't mind, I don't mind explaining things though. Okay. Justin Sports asks if I'm messing with the early slate. Is there an early slate? Telling me there's an early earliest? I mean, there's not much here. No, I'm not messing with now. What two, three games? No. I ain't messing with the early slate. I may, I may not even mess with the main slate, depending on when uh, we record this MMA podcast, which you could get behind the paywall, Roto Gardner's Premium. Click on the link in the description, get $10 off your first month. And uh, so tomorrow's MMA, 
Give me those thumbs up button or thumbs down button. I don't care. Give me the thumbs down button. Is it doesn't even exist anymore? Does the thumbs down button mean? I think it still helps us. You have the thumbs down button. But you do that, and uh, and I'll be back tomorrow going over the MMA slate for uh at least we got 12 fights. We had some fights cancel, and then Onama got a got a new opponent, so it's better than eleven. I still prefer the 13 plus 14, 15 game uh, fight slates, but 12 is definitely better than eleven. So uh, at least they'll be somewhat playable. So I'll be talking about that tomorrow and answering your DFS strategy questions like they always do on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. 